This will be fun, I promise. Okay. Welcome back to Coach Class with me, Don Birch. This is the podcast where I get to speak to inspirational leaders and world-class coaches from across the globe. And I'm delighted this week to be joined by a fellow barefooter, but not from my cohort of barefoot, but another cohort of barefoot. Would you believe it? Yes, some cross-pollination barefooters. And Marissa Makinson-Hall, who has also just finished module two. Marissa, welcome to Coach Class. Hi, Dom. Great to be here. Thanks. Well, I know. It's an absolute pleasure. Now, I, let's tell everybody where we met. So we met, I think it was about January time, and we were both on the barefoot taster session is that what they called it yeah that's right we're on the taster session together so we sort of we kind of we were paired off weren't we and we had to do this thing where you kind of get to know each other on the course and then we both decided it makes sense to catch up afterwards and talk about do we want to spend the money on it and blah 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 and I had to say to you yeah but I've already shopped like a bloke I've already bought (laughs) yeah and I was like oh but typically me I've gone round and I'm I think it was my fourth one or at least third one but I did four in total, uh, just to try and compare them all, and then thought, yeah, barefoot's the way to go. Definitely the best one to choose, and very happy with that decision. So let's go back a bit then. Tell everybody a little bit about you. What what brings you to barefoot? I've been thinking about doing coaching for a long time. It's one of those things, Don, where you know I was working and really busy and doing coaching informally, and I was a career coach, but had never had the sort of study or the accreditation behind me to to support coaching, and was really interested in wanting to do it more professionally. I, I left. Um, paid employment last year and set up my own business, which is leadership development and coaching, and decided that I was going to spend that time really making sure that my uh, coaching could be the best it possibly could be. I wanted to do the best by my clients and the best by me, really. So like I say, I just found that time and thought I'm going to invest in myself and really wanted to go with a company like Barefoot that have got such a great reputation. So that's what really brought me here. And unlike me, because I'm a complete dosser, you are a sucker for punishment. So you are working, like coaching 10 people a week and all the rest of it full time and then doing the course at the weekend. Like, where do you get your energy? Yes, yes, that is true. I am. So I'm working full time in the week and then doing this at the weekends. You know, it's really interesting. Um, It is just not a chore. I get to the weekends and I... I'm delighted and excited to be on the course. I'm not just saying that. I really genuinely mean it. I I get off that course and just think I've I've loved the last four hours. You know, it's it's a four-hour session on a Saturday and a Sunday, and I just finish them and I'm on quite a high. So I get the energy, I think, just from the energy of my group, my cohort are fabulous. Uh, the learning that I'm doing, I feel like I'm investing in myself and I feel like I'm really progressing and developing. And you know, that's really rewarding. So the energy just comes from that and from within it, I think, Dom. But we have to do like an ASA alert here, don't we? Because it is shattering, isn't it? So, I mean, I'm with you. It's great. It's, in, it's in energizing. It's fun. It's an amazing cohort. But also when I come out of that four hours, depending on what we've covered as well, you know, we've done some sessions around beliefs and all sorts of things. Sometimes I am absolutely spent. Yeah, absolutely. It is It is so rewarding, but so shattering as well. I'm absolutely with you there. And I think, um, you know, one of the things is just to, just like you say, sometimes just to take that all in, 
just sit there, reflect on what you've been through and not worry too much about what you've just been through and just kind of go with it a little bit. Um, and But yeah, absolutely. There is that uh, exhaustion after it as well. Somebody who was on our t- taster session, and obviously I won't say who it was, but who um, just contacted me recently and, and they're just about to start their uh, first barefoot session. And she's got to that point where she also has a job and the job's beginning to just sort of ratchet up a little bit. She's had the reading list and she's thinking, oh God, am I going to be able to do all of the work of being back at college? And also like me, hadn't been in a kind of learning environment, formal learning environment since university, right? And some of us are, you know, approaching our 50s or beyond. That in itself can be quite daunting. And and my advice to her, and gosh, I'll be allowed to give advice as coaches. Anyway, I took a coaching stance and decided to, you know, dance in the moment and all that. I said, look, don't worry about it. I do the work in the four hours each day and then I leave it alone. I don't do any homework. I've got books, but I haven't read them. Might do the odd podcast. And I I don't mean like this. I mean, listen to the odd one, occasionally walking the dog. But I've really tried to just kind of go, stop stressing about it. The good bits are sticking. Yeah, that's really interesting, Dom. I think you're, you know, you're absolutely right. And people have to find what works for them, I think. And I think everyone, if you speak to everyone on, on my cohort, and I imagine it's the same with your cohort as well, that you go in with these intentions that you're going to read all of the books. I mean, I haven't got all of them, but I've got a lot of them. Um, I haven't read them. Uh, you go in thinking I'm going to do all, you know, homework all in between and really study. And actually, I do the four hours I each day on the Saturday and Sunday. I let that soak in. I reflect. I think about it. I do catch up once a week with my cohort. So we have an informal catch up um, halfway between the week to reflect on some of the learnings that we've been through. But that's all I do in between, between sessions. I know and I hope that I will uh, read the books that we've got and you know refer back to the manual after the course when I'm trying to really start to cement all of that learning. But at the moment, I'm enjoying it and just letting it soak in and just, you know, being in the moment with it, really. I think it's so easy to stress and start to feel guilty and start to beat yourself up that you're not doing what you thought you were going to do. And there's there's definitely a lot of people on my cohort that feel the same. And we've, you know, we've all said it, you've just got to go with it, enjoy it, and just not beat yourself up really over what you're not doing, but look at what you are doing. Liz said something good to us the other week. She said, should delete and kill and throw away that word should who should you know why should you kind of thing what are the bits then that are sunk in you know as you sort of think back over because we've both done two modules so two stretches of four weeks um which i also think is mad pre-pandemic that would have been like a week in a hotel and we'd be done you know i quite like the fact that it's been spread out over a couple of months what are the bits then that are sunk in for you as you think about the course what are the bits you kind of go that was big, actually. That's the bit that I'll carry with me. Yeah, there's been some really powerful moments, I think, over the sessions that we've, um, you know, both experienced. I think for me, some of the key powerful tools, I guess, is, you know, the words that we use, but the tools are some of the vision exercises. So really having that ability as a coach to work with someone, to support them from a perspective of, really getting them to 
be visionary and think about, you know, what has happened um, in the past to help you in the future. So thinking about, you know, confidence, for example, um, how can you use that confidence? What did that look like? What did that feel like? What did that even sound like in the past that we can wrap all of that up and bring it to the future and help you in your in your sort of future role? So a lot of those exercises, Dom, have been so I think powerful um, when I've seen them and to use them. And I'm definitely going to try to use much more of that in my coaching going forward. I think the other thing, the key thing that I would say for me is my coaching style and how that's changed since doing the course. So like many of us were coaching in an informal, you know, in an informal way and going on the course really opens your eyes and starts to make you much more aware of, what you're saying and how you're reacting. And the thing that I've, one of the things that I've learned um, with the coaching now that I try to do is just to be so much more at ease with it. I used to try to plan much more and think about, you know, what's what's this coaching conversation going to look like before? How's it going to play out? Whereas I, I know now that's, I don't have to do that. You know, I really don't have to do it because the best coaching conversations are going, you know, just going with it, being being in the presence, responding to what your coachee is saying, and really just taking away that structure really and and being in the moment with them. So I think as a coach, I've I definitely feel much more at ease with 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 doing it all. And I think that plays out in how powerful the coaching is as well. One of the managers I used to work for a chap called Chris McDonough, who who has actually said he's going to come on the podcast. So I'm going to send him this link and say, you now you've said it, I've said it out loud too. He used to talk about planning as this kind of like ferocious thing where you plan so that you can then be agile. And I used to, at first that used to confuse me, right? Because he, he had the, I mean, the most amazing brain and capacity to think. But his point was the more plan that you do and the more preparation that you have, the more that you can be agile in the moment. And I kind of feel like with the barefoot coaching course, what we've got now is like, we've just got so many more tools, but we've also got confidence having seen some of those in action, you know, like the beliefs thing you were talking about. How did it smell? I mean, like I'd never have asked that question. And then when you actually practice it and you say to somebody, take me back to that moment, you know, when you're in the peak of your life or whatever it was, right? What does it look like? What can you hear? What does it smell like? What color is it? And it just gets people to really, really vividly feel that moment again. And as you were just saying, then bring it back to the now and go, how can you replicate some of that now? How, how could that serve you now then? It's just, uh, for me, it's like, I love it because you just go, oh, I'd never thought of doing it that way before. Yeah. And it's interesting, isn't it? Because it, it, when you sometimes first see it, it actually feels a bit uncomfortable. You're like, oh, how is that going to work out? Like, am I going to be able to do that as a coach? Like that just feels a bit too awkward. And then you start to bring it into your coaching sessions and people are like, that is amazing. Like that was such a useful session that was so valuable to me. And so again, I think it's about as coaches pushing ourselves out of our comfort zone a little bit to make sure that we use these tools um, where we are uncomfortable with them and see the impact it has and the power it can have with our coaches. 
Um, but I think also what I've really noticed is that your coaches respond to them differently. You know, I've got like, I'll use the wheel of life as an example. I love using that tool. I think it's great. And I've used it on, you know, in a coaching conversation and the person's loved it and it's brilliant and it's brought a lot of insight to them. I've used it in a, you know, on a different uh, coachee and they didn't like it. And that's okay. So as a coach, we need to, again, be in that moment and adapt and flex to what's happening in that coaching conversation. And again, I think I've got a lot better at being able to do that and being, yeah, I I might have something I might want to try in a conversation, but if the person doesn't want to try it or it's just not flowing for them that, you know, on that particular conversation, it's okay not to do it. You know, it's okay to almost start and then stop it halfway through and think, well, that's not working. Let's just move on and try something different. I was listening to a podcast by Julie Starr and it was about success as a coach. One of the things that came out when I was listening to it, I was cleaning the kitchen, right? So that's how I do my podcast. How are you listening to this podcast, podcast listeners? You know, answers on a tweet, please. Anyway, I was cleaning the kitchen and it was just something that struck me. It was about self-care. And one of the things that's magical as a coach is that this is a really, really enriching experience for the coach not just the person who's receiving the coaching. And by receiving the coaching, actually what you're putting in place is a safe space for them to do really, really great thinking and to be present while they're doing that and to see sometimes that shift, just to notice it in that moment, to see them kind of go, ah, that is what a privilege to share that with another human, to be in the room in a really confidential, safe environment where they're able to discover something that they knew, but they had, hadn't quite got there yet. And you were there when they got there. I mean, that to me, I mean, it sends a little shiver at the back of my spine because I just go, that is cool. Like that as a job? Are you, are you kidding me? That's, a, that's amazing. That's a privilege. Yeah, you're absolutely right. I mean, it's just you sometimes when you come off a coaching conversation and you know that you have really helped that individual, it is just the best feeling in the world. And you're you're thinking, God, I've really helped them get that insight. I can I really can see how they're going to take this forward. And they're energized, you're energized. And it is absolutely um incredibly rewarding incredibly energizing and you think wow yeah this is my job what's not to love about this <laughs> so what is your job well as you think about it then and you kind of taking what you're learning and of course you're already a coach and you've got you know years and years of experience helping people in you know high performing roles and making that transition and you know what what's marissa looking at and, you know, let's not go too far in the future, but as you look at the sort of next six, 12, 18 months, what, what are your hopes for the future? Yeah, great question, Don. So what are my hopes? So, well, what I'm hoping to do is just to really start building more coaching in my style into the leadership development programs that I run. So with the business that I'm running, making sure that I have more of a coaching approach, I think, to the people that I'm working with, but bringing coaching in as a formal part of the business and being there to be able to help people. So I'm really keen to almost formalize the coaching experience that I've had in the past and from the course and to start helping and supporting people where I can. So, you know, in two years time, it'd be great if I'd be able to say to you, yeah, I'm coaching 10 people at the moment, but Dom, now two years time, I've got, 
you know, a hundred people that I've I've coached and been able to support. It's just, I think, about being able to, I, I get really, I know I keep saying energised, but really rewarded about being able to help people develop. I, it just puts a smile on my face and that's what I want to do is help people. And at the same time, I think it, it helps me as a person. I've learned a lot from the course and from being a coach. And I think it's made me a better person as well. Desperately tempted to say, as you're there two years in the future, what does it smell like? What does it taste like? But I'm not going to go there. I'm not going to go there. Save that for another time. I agree, by the way. I think it's made me a better person. I said this to somebody when I was being coached recently. I say, I feel like I'm a better human on the back of this. I'm a better listener. I'm more self-aware. I recover more quickly when something goes wrong or where high emotions involved. I mean, I was about to coach somebody the other day and I received an email that you know, you know the detail of, right? Let's not go there. And it was like one minute before I started coaching somebody. And of course, all of that good work that we've done about what's your iceberg? Like what, how are you showing up, you know, with all of this stuff that's going on in your world? How you, I mean, you can hear the alarms going off in the background. There's a siren going by. How are you showing up in this coaching session? And I was so proud of myself that I was composed enough to see this come across, you know, to hear it, to feel it. And to be able to get back in the moment and give this guy, you know, at least an hour and 20 minutes of good coaching. I'm going to say there were at least the odd minute here and there where I got distracted, but an hour and 20 minutes of good coaching. Yeah, that's right, Tom. And I think it's, and that's, you know, incredible that you, you managed to do that because I do know what was in that email. And um, I think as a coach, that shows great professionalism that you were able to do that and, you know, really consider your emotions put those aside and do the best by your client. And it's so important to be able to do that and to recognize actually, if you can't do it on a you know particular day or a particular moment that, you know, every once in a while, there might be a few odd times where we can't do that. Um, and think about how, how you want to react to that. Do you carry on with the session? Do you take a time out? That sort of thing. But really noticing your emotions is, has been a big thing for me as well. I'm definitely a better person, like you say. Uh, both of us are feeling that. I think I'm a better listener too. I'm much more calmer, I think, as a person. I think I've managed to really understand, be much more emotionally self-aware and really understand my emotions. And I think I was pretty good before, but the course has just helped with that. Um, and therefore, it's just a continual learning journey for us as well. And that's what's so fabulous about it. My husband would definitely say I'm a better person as well. Well, there you go. I mean, you are, it's one of those things, isn't it? As you say, you're already a great person and it's just just added a little bit of glitter on top. Well, listen, Marissa, we could chat all afternoon. Well, we can't because I'm going to do some Pilates in a minute from somebody who I interviewed the other week on the podcast all the way over in Costa Rica. So that's that, right. That's how my world is going this week. I'm having a Pilates session from a Pilates instructor in Costa Rica. Marissa, it's been an absolute pleasure having you on Coach Class. We've threatened to do this since January. So I'm so pleased that we've got to, what, start of July almost. <laughs> and, uh, and we've managed to break the duck. How was it for you before I let you go? So lovely and easy to chat to you as always, Dom. And um, yeah, great to be here with you. So thank you very much for the opportunity. Oh, it's absolutely my pleasure. I'm sure we will do it again someday soon. Marissa, in the meantime, thank you so much for coming on to Coach Class. Thanks, Dom. Thanks, Dom.